All right, we are back. The All In Podcast here. We are in lovely Franklin, where it is winter time, but just outside Nashville. I've got some great friends here with me today, uh, Janet and Brian Truman. And um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about them. Uh, I've known them for a while. And um, what they do is they do a lot of things, but one of the things is is commercial real estate. So they're part of the Excel group of businesses under the SVN umbrella there and uh, also have Excel Exit Advisor. So they help people purchase and exit businesses. So we're going to talk about what it means to be all in uh, with commercial real estate today and what it means to be all in when you're talking about purchasing or exiting a business. So um, I want to tell you a little bit about them. Uh, Jana is the managing broker. She's an investment advisor with SVN Excel Commercial Real Estate, and she partners with investors and business owners and entrepreneurs to grow their personal and professional wealth through acquisition, disposition, and long-term strategies of commercial real estate businesses. Uh, she and Brian also own Excel Exit Advisors, a business brokerage, and their team there consists of educated, dedicated brokers brokers, each with specialties and a great operations team. They teach, she teaches classes and gives speeches on commercial real estate on a regular basis to associations, nonprofits, investors, and other agents. Now, Brian, uh, and by the way, they came on board two different times, 2013 for Jana, Brian in 2016, and he specializes in multifamily. He is the guru, uh, the master when it comes to multifamily, retail, and business brokerage. Uh, he understands the mindset of business and building owners. His passion is to help clients achieve generational wealth. So, guys, welcome. Thanks for being here. Thank, well, thank you. you for yeah. having us. Absolutely. And we just had a little party. Uh, soiree at the Neely Casa de Neely, and you guys uh, were, were so kind to be there, and I, we're, it was a fun night. So, well, we were delighted coming. to be there. Thank yeah. you for the invite. You guys did a great job. Well, thank you. So, uh, let's jump right in. Talk about Excel Group, how you got started, um, and how you plugged in there. Well, I started out as a commercial real estate appraiser, and then I went to the dark side and became a broker. Um, Brian had actually had a side hustle when he was doing. Um, in, in corporate America, doing business brokerage. And that became my main hustle. And then we uh, transferred ownership of that and start, signed a non-compete. And so commercial real estate became my main focus. Okay. And then later, um, basically, I talked him into coming on board to be part of it because he was proven talent. So he is probably my best hire ever <laughs> because he was he was already the top of his game in his industry in um, in corporate America. He was the guy that was the keynote speaker for all the conferences and proven talent, definitely. And I thought, if I'm going to hire people and bring on people, why not hire who I already know is one of the best in the country, proven talent. And basically, we did that and haven't looked back. And then we, our non-compete came up on our business brokerage and started that back up. So it's all been part of the plan. Yeah. So you do a couple of different things. Yeah. Um, you know, commercial real estate, I think people, you know, fairly, you can kind of understand that when you just hear that, but like when you're talking about, um, you know, exit advisors, Talk about what that means, because I always am intrigued when I hear that, and especially when I first heard you guys talk about it. Yeah. the uh, On the business brokerage, what I like to say is I, I tell people, we're like the e-harmony of business brokerage, right? <laughs> um, so we're connecting, you know, buyers and sellers together. So, you know, we help individuals who own businesses look at and work through how and and uh, help them get ready to sell that business because not everybody is ready when they want to sell it right, right? Uh, many times their their financials uh, you know their books to be able to get ready to sell are not what they need to be so sometimes we have to spend a year helping them get up to that point to be able to sell uh, from that standpoint and then we help them exit uh, right. whether it's you know they're they're looking to exit a partnership uh, that they may have in that business um, you know all of that so we help everybody and then not only those that want to exit, but then those that are looking to purchase mm -hmm. a business. Many people you know, wanting to get out of corporate America and maybe, you know, own their own business. I think many times they also don't understand that they're actually buying themselves another job because many people think, hey, I'm going to purchase a business. That way I don't have to work. Well, a lot of times they have to take a hard look and realize sometimes they're actually buying themselves another job, right? right. So, so we're just very 
you know, very, you know, look at it as more of a advisors and consultants to help them, mm-hmm. um, you know, but we help them through that transaction, transaction from the start to the finish. So somebody out there listening today, uh, I mean, have you guys gravitated towards a niche or a certain business size that someone out there might be listening and say like, okay, this, I may need their help. Yeah. $10 million and and uh, and less. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mainly privately held businesses. We don't do the true corporate mergers and acquisitions. We're more, we're, we are, we don't have a series seven and we're not lawyers. So we, we recognize where our strengths are. We are mainly mom and pop and smaller partnerships where their shares are not involved. So think of SBA, um, yeah. type of businesses, things that would qualify for a, an SBA. And in fact, not all businesses are sellable. And those that are sellable, oftentimes their their retirement plan was that they were going to hire, that their kids were going to come on board. Mm. And unlike ours, where we have our son who's actually involved in our business, most businesses, they don't have that right. because they, their kids don't want the business. So where we find that there's a really great um, opportunity for us is that we help people sell their business and then reinvest um, a, a, all or a portion of their proceeds of the sale of their business into passive income producing properties mm, yeah. that then they risk. can leave the income producing properties to their kids, which their kids will yeah. want. So it's very congruent with, you know, real estate. Oh, yeah. Because you know, say 30, yeah. 30% of the businesses we sell usually have real estate attached to it as well. Right. So, so, you know, it's very congruent with our real estate you know, company already. And so it just, it's a nice, it's a nice fit. And what, what I'm hearing you saying though, it could be something, their business could be something completely unrelated to real estate, but then it goes hand in glove. It's just a great fit for when, Hey, we're going to take this and put in some passive, uh, you know, income producing, right. you know, asset classes. And Oh, by the way, we happen to specialize in that, right? Yeah. yeah. We help them find access to deals they not would not otherwise have. We give them um, guidance and walk alongside them and we help simplify the process. Yeah. So it, yeah. um, but I want to say we also, it doesn't have to be passive. Again, in that advisory role that Brian talks about, we will sit down with them and say, well, how involved do you want? What levels do you want? Because we do all segments of commercial real estate, not just one. And then, so we look at it as just like if you were working with a wealth manager who's going to do with traditional investments of stocks and bonds, and they say want you know high high cap, low cap, and mid cap, mm-hmm. you know what, which of those do you want to invest in? We're going to say how involved do you want to be? Do you want value add? Do you want it to be stabilized? How much risk do you how want? much risk do you want? And we we look at all that, and then we say okay, well then here's where we would want you. We would recommend that you start, and then let's start with that one for your first investment. And usually, it's going to be something that is fairly stabilized and lower risk. And you're matching people. You're not you're not taking equity stakes here in these no. things. You're 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 literally no. consulting. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of why I say the like the eHarmony. I know yeah. people get a big kick out of usually when I say that, but but it is you know very much you know like that. And and the point that I too want to emphasize with what Jana said is, you know, when we started. When I started this in 2011, 2012, the business brokerage, there were so many um, of the families who their kids you know, were going to inherit the business or yeah. going to be involved in the business. And from that, you know, that time, 2012 to now, there is so few of, you know, and, and to the parents, a lot of times it's really disappointing because they, you know, they started this and sure. with the and, intent and, that with their the kids would do it, they wanted to do it. And, and fewer and fewer and fewer as the years have gone on, want to be involved. And so they are coming to, you know, they will talk to us about, okay, you know what, our kids don't want to do this. Now, what do we do with this money? Right. What can we invest in? And so that's how, we, that's why I say it's very congruent with what we do on the real estate side. And so I'm thinking about it the first way is obviously the people, you know, they're, they're, they're exiting the business. Uh, you're finding them maybe something else, but then I'm thinking also of the opportunity that's there of they've got a, they've got a property that they've got three kids and one of the kids maybe that has no interest whatsoever. This, and maybe they don't even live here. They live abroad or whatever. And, uh, but now they've got to liquidate this because they, they want to equal shares. And so now you've created this other 
you know, possibility of a sale mm-hmm. uh, to bring on the, to bring to market, right, for their business, for their property or whatever. I mean, so sure. it's, it's, it goes both ways, right? Yep. yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And it could be that um, you can set it up into a trust, whether it's a deferred sales trust or a an actual revocable type of trust so that the kids can gain um, benefits from the money that's coming in. And you can set up criteria because obviously the parents want to have some control of what they're going to spend. And they don't want them to turn 23 yeah. and then blow it on a Lamborghini and right. wreck it, right? right? You can put criteria and even parent from the grave if you mm-hmm. want to think of it mm-hmm. that way. But um, And we have all the, the people in our network to be right. able to help get them set up according to way the way they want to help their families inherit that money. And right. it's, it's, it's just really a cool thing. And we're getting ready, hopefully by the end of the year, we will be doing a commercial property management company as well. Nice. So not only will we help them sell their business and then invest it, but then we can help to manage that property right. for their life and for the life of their children if they want. So that you they saw just that as a check. need, obviously, because yes. I mean, it was yep. there was uh-huh. something there and you're probably passing that on to a management company. You're thinking, mm-hmm. well, we can do that yeah. and sure. probably better. People yeah, we, are asking us all the time. Yeah, we would sell a, whether it's a retail center or an office bill, whatever, and they were always asking us, hey, can you manage this? And we'd say, well, we can do the lease up and that management of it, but the the facility, you know, the facility manager of it, we don't. But to your point, we saw the need. And again, it's congruent with what we're already doing, right? And it, you know, Jana uses the word sticky, right? It makes those people more sticky to us because when they get ready to want to sell that, since we're already doing the property management, then it just makes sense to have us also sell it for them. And what I know about you guys, and I don't know that this goes for all consultants, but like, obviously what I'm hearing you say is that, you know, when a client comes to you, you know, they've got, they have access, maybe you're not the attorney or CPA, like you said, but you have these people on your team that are, that mm-hmm. you've already vetted through the years of working together. Yes. You've said, there's been people you've said, I'm not going to work with them. That's just the way business goes. Yes. And you figure out who is in the foxhole with us and who is going to, you know, then we can depend on for our clients. I yes. mean, that's pretty much, that's what you get when you come to you, right? Yeah. Well, but I think the most important part of that is the education. Yeah. Um, because there is really nowhere where somebody is going to actually have those conversations about why and what to do. And, mm-hmm. and, and I think it's important to note that we don't take that equity stake in that. Um, now, we may at a later date, but we, we really do look at it as this is our fiduciary responsibility is to put your needs above ours. And if we are taking an equity stake, then you may be feeling like we are saving all the best deals for ourselves. Yeah. yeah. And the reality is we actually do give up the uh, a certain amount of income by not taking an right. equity stake. Yeah, but not taking the opportunity. But but we feel like it would it's congruent again with the fact that that education part of it is something that we do to a, a greater extent, at least to my knowledge, of anybody in the market in in the greater Nashville area. Yeah, and, and to Jana's point, um, I since I do multifamily on you know the commercial real estate side, I get that question a lot all the time. Is is so? Are you keeping all the good deals for you and no, okay, and giving okay. all the rest out? Right, and so to Jana's point, that's why you know right now we don't take an equity stake in that kind of stuff right now. Because so when I tell them no, we don't. They you know, when investors call me and want to use our services and have us help them, and when I say no, they're like, "Good, good," because that's the first question. Kind of just solidifies, I yeah, think, a the trust factor there. Sure. Right, where they're going to ask and and like say we get asked almost I do almost every single time by a by a client. So, well, how often is it that back to you know you mentioned something about the why you're asking the questions why and people I, I got to think that someone wants to exit a business or someone wants to purchase a business, whatever it may be. So whatever side they're on, you're consulting them, right? Sure. But I'm thinking oftentimes, you know, part of, part of sales even is just asking the right questions is trying to get someone that they might not even know the answer 
that of a need that they have until you've asked the right question. So they may be thinking it's one thing that their goal is, but then asking the right question. How often does that happen where you're just asking the right question? Now they're all of a sudden, they've changed what their thought was of the way they were headed with this thing. And now you're like, you guys help them realize, well, this is... This is actually... Yeah, there's a lot of therapy that goes along in that, <laughs> really and truly, because um, there's a lot of emotion in exiting a business. Yeah. You have put your heart into it, your blood, sweat, and tears, and it's been your baby for however long. And when the time comes for you to actually step away, I don't think very many people are actually really prepared emotionally for that. And it's it's hard. Well, they're invested, and so they, And when you're invested emotionally, I think you you t even in relationships or whatever. But you make decisions maybe sure. that are based on that, and you need that person to step in and say, "Hey, right." And sometimes yeah. they're not going to like what right, we sure. say because <laughs> they it, their business means a lot to them. Yeah. But in the market, it may have a different valuation, and so. Wouldn't you want to have someone who's going to tell you the unvarnished truth and say, this is what the market is going to support? Right. Because you can put it up in a pie-in-the-sky price and and then be mad at the broker when it doesn't sell. But that's where that background and valuation comes into play, where mm. we say, no, this is what the market is saying, that, that, you're, that this business is worth. And, and really, it's going to be worth what it can be financed. So sometimes the question is, you can't sell t through SBA because you don't have the right numbers. So you're going to have to. You're going to have a hard time getting a buyer. You're mm -hmm. going to have to do owner financing. So okay. what is that going to look like? Right. And how are you going to work that into right. your strategy? Right. And that's sometimes a really hard conversation, but we're not afraid of that because it's in their best interest. Sure. A little bit like having a swimming pool when you're trying to sell a house. There's only so many people that are going <laughs> right. to buy a house with a swimming pool, right? I mean, right. so, yeah. I mean. It, that's a really good analogy, You know, actually. I mean, I just think of little things like that. But so talk about, let's segue to the commercial side. Okay. So, so Brian. Big time. Uh, I mean, we know people. I mean, travel from California. I mean, Albert Preciado out there. Shout out to Albert. Um, but like you met people just through the years, even from all over, and they buy their first multifamily, and then that just kind of just ex exploded. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah that, that's kind of Albert. Shout out, Albert, if you're listening. Um, is yeah, I, I tell people, or a lot of people ask me how I first got into it, right? Into really just doing nothing but um, multifamily, and that was, uh, and that was because of Albert. Actually, Albert Preciado called um, one time, and right after, not too long after, I'd had my license, and uh, called and said, "Hey, I." sold some properties in California. I needed to do a 1031 and I'd like to, you know, purchase in, uh, you know, in, in Tennessee. Yeah. And, and so that's, that's what started it all. And then we went to one of his events and, and, uh, his driven he, event. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he actually had us stand up cause he was telling kind of the story of how we started investing. And, and, uh, and then from that time on, we've had, we've had, um, you know, I've had billions of clients. Yeah, all basically. kinds of never hurt for having buyers from that standpoint. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the things I I kind of want to mention too is, and I think uh, you know a lot of people again, you know, they ask me how I got started, but they also say when we get talking about multifamily, they're like, "Well, Brian, you just seem extremely passionate about this, right?" Yeah. And I think this comes to you know the question of okay what makes you get up every morning and yeah. want to go deal with multifamily right. all the right. time right and and i think that's always a great question and it comes back to my passion and why i'm so passionate about it is is because i love to take that first time investor that may you know he comes in and says hey i want to start or investing she. or she <laughs> yeah uh you know want investing in in real estate you know multifamily i hear is the way to go blah blah i love to take them put them on a path to buy that first property and then within you know eight to ten years we have helped them purchase enough property mm -hmm. that at that time they have enough passive income that they can live a what i call life by design right. whatever they want to do with that that life right, right? it's um, not a get rich quick you know, scheme yeah. it's a get rich over time yeah. but 
and there are steps to it, but that's what's... Now, yeah. are syndications playing a role? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Syndications, partnerships. Tell people JV, what syndications are for those yeah. that may not know. Tell, yeah, tell yeah. people what syndications are. You want to go? Sure. Um, a syndication is where you have um, a group of investors that come together, and there's usually a general partnership and a limited partnership. The general partnership is the ones who control the deal, who are usually the operations of the deal. Mm-hmm. And then the limited partners are ones that bring the money. So think of this as the aprons and this is the money. Yep. So the, these are the ones that are in the kitchen cooking, um, on, yeah. and using an, a, that analogy. Yep. They're the ones who are doing all the work and managing it, and they're going to get some Bring, and sometimes they bring money as well, but oftentimes it's sweat equity. Mm-hmm. And then they go together to invest in a uh, a property that any one of them probably could not afford. So it's like creating a partnership yeah. with very specifically designed roles. Yeah. But syndications have some um, requirements. You have to be an accredited investor. Mm in order for you to be able to do that. And an accredited investor is someone who is defined by the IRS as 250,000 or more uh, annual income or $1 million in Even on the, even on the, um, the limited partners as well? Yes, mm-hmm. you have to be able to do that. And if you, um, there are funds that are, that are some like a syndicated fund where you don't have to do that, but they are they are managed and controlled by the FCC, and they're like a stock, like a real estate investment trust kind of yeah. a thing, yeah. where you can invest, but you don't have to be an accredited investor. Yeah. But in most syndications, you have to be yeah. an accredited investor. Yeah, and the two fifty two hundred fifty number is is individual. If individual. You're, mm-hmm. If you're you know, if you're married, husband, wife, then it's like 350. Mm-hmm. So it goes up a, a little bit from there. But, but, always, but the limited is just like it says, limited. You're limited in, you know, what you can do, what you know, because the general partners are the ones that really run the that whole deal once you purchase that property. Limited so. is just like it says, you're very limited in... Make well, sure you know who they are. That's yeah. right. Make sure you trust them and that right. you do your homework. Right. And it's true. But I mean, now more than ever, you know, don't you guys think that, I mean, there are enough good folks around between you guys and some others that the syndications are, are becoming, even though it's, there's still a long ways to go where people more know more about it, but the average Joe and Sally are getting into them more. And what I mean by that is they have no idea that they see people getting, you know, mm-hmm. building wealth with with uh, multifamily properties. They don't know how to do it. Maybe they don't have the time because they have a day job. Exactly. But in the and because I mean, you'll look at three hundred deals before you sign on one, right? Yeah. Yes. I mean, oftentimes yeah. on multifamily, so that's a lot of work. Yep. Um, but when you're coming in, you got a day job and maybe you've got some income, maybe they've said, Hey, I'm, I've kind of ridden the stock market wave with my portfolio or with my 401k or IRA. And now they're saying, look, I've got this half a million or I've got this 150,000 or 50,000 or whatever. And if they're accredited, like we said, then they're able to now average people that are just working at you know the hospital or working for the yes. CPA firm or managing a restaurant or whatever now they're all of a sudden a member a partner a limited partner in a big commercial deal well, it's a and, beautiful thing right. yeah it and is to your point um, you know we do a, a monthly learning series in yeah. our office uh, it's called uh, accelerating to generational wealth and I encourage because we will have people like you just talked about mark that'll come and say hey I have 150 I'd like to do this but um, I'm a little bit fearful do you know people or somebody that I could invest right. in with right mm-hmm. and so we invite a lot of them to come to our learning series because the folks in the audience are they're you know, doing are, active are syndications doing active syndications are and and we know them well enough they're clients of ours that we've helped them purchase properties we know that okay you know what yeah I you know if I'm expending my reputational capital out to to you know, say, hey, this is you know, right. this client would be good. 
we know them well enough. We've done enough deals with them. We know they're good, honest, ethical, you know, people mm-hmm. that that we will introduce them to, you know, there at our learning series. And we have we have three or four that have formed partnerships, have bought stuff yeah. together, have done, you know, uh, gone in on syndications together, you know, that have come to this our meeting and and do. So it's part of that education is is to your point is getting them with the right you know, right folks to do, to buy in on a syndication or even do a joint venture. Maybe they do have a, you know, a half a million and yeah. they just want to do a joint venture with somebody. Rather than, you know, yeah. a straight you know, partnership yeah, rather than yeah. a... So who would you recommend? And so, you know, we're all about, you know, educating them. It's a, I, right before coming here today, I had a gentleman that, that uh, somebody recommended to uh, call me and well, I was talking to them. And that was, we had this exact kind of conversation. I said, hey, here's somebody that I want to, I'll make an introduction, email introduction for you to this person. I'd really recommend you yeah. go have coffee and lunch with, you know, this person. Um, we should probably start well, doing so. like a finder's fee yeah. for right, that right. <laughs> because yeah. we do it off yeah. so often, but, but we actually just make those connections yeah. because they, they use us to help them find the property. Yeah. But we can help them connect um, on the front end for that. Yeah, because I mean, we had I had one lady came in. She's like, "Hey, I put fifty thousand with somebody, and I realized the guy really didn't know what he was doing. So now I'm really a little paranoid. Gunshot. Yeah who who do you who do you really really trust? Right. right? That I could you know put some money you know. And so we know those kind of people, and so we've got them invested with these, and it's been great and they every time they see us they thank us you know for right. that but but um yeah it's just put yeah i think it's cool together. like the three of i mean we know a lot of the same people yep. uh, in the commercial real estate realm yep. i'm in partnerships with deals and things like that but what's i think what's cool now is that we're far enough into this to where you're able to say to people look um I can put you on the phone with this person, you know, Jess, Ryan, whomever it may be, these types of guys and gals that uh, are now financially, you know, free Mm -hmm. um, because they can live a life by design because they did. I can just point to 2017 where they had day jobs Mm -hmm. and now they're not. And so you have you have precedent. You can show people. Yeah, we have proof of concept for sure. Yeah, it's powerful. It It is. is. It really, really gives you credibility. The other thing to keep in mind is there is inherent risk in investing in commercial real estate, but it goes both ways on the syndication. They're going to be interviewing you to see if they want to put up with you in the partnership as well. (laughs) So we try. There's no doubt about that. It's a great point. You want to make sure when you're dealing with those syndicators, they're not syndicators are not going to just allow you to invest in their deal. And in fact, if they are super easy to take your money, you may want right. to think twice about that. If they're <laughs> yeah. not going to do a vetting process on you, then you may be very, that might be a red flag. So and just, sometimes it's about your personality. I mean, right. I know like, you yeah. know, there's, there are people that will not be taken into syndication because they're micromanagers and they're on the LP side. They're not going to take you. Right. Yeah. It's just, you know, well, and those syndicators too, I mean, they're, <clears throat> you know, somebody comes and says, Hey, I want an LP, right? I mean, we, we know somebody real well um, that, you know, that early on when he started doing syndication, you know, he he took somebody in because they said, hey, I got, you know, half a million to invest, all of this good stuff. Well, he he didn't do enough on the front end as far as interviewing that His guy homework. and, finding, and <laughs> finding out, you know, finding out where is this guy getting this money from? Where is it? You know, and they later found out that that guy actually went out and took a loan, got a loan, and that money from that loan is what he used to get in this this syndication, right? Wow. And it so wasn't, it wasn't, it extra, wasn't like it, extra income right. and extra money he had right. put away for years and all that. So, so you know, you talk to like on at our learning series, or even when I do the the multifamily focus group, you know, Ren, when I'm having some of these big syndication guys on, you know, and they talk about kind of the lengths they go through to you know interview and vet mm-hmm. even LPs on that side, right? And because of some of the experiences they had when they first started, right? Yeah, and, but and did it. So. You know, one of the fun things that has been happening over the last couple of years is we're becoming known as the realtor's realtor. Mm. That real estate agents who have success recognize that they don't want to be the ones to be 
actually in the trenches do, right. looking for the multifamily or the commercial real estate. And even though they're licensed, they hire us. Mm-hmm to do their investments for them. And why is that? Tell, tell everybody why that well, is. Well, mainly because we have the tools yep. and the the background, and they're in their lane doing their their thing. So they might have a residential real estate license, but they're really excellent. They're operating at a high level already over here. They're operating at a high level. So why take the opportunity cost to go mm. in and, and risk, essentially, starting from the ground up, when you have somebody who's already at a high level functioning in that, who who speaks your language yeah. and who understands that you already get it to a certain yeah. degree. And but they may be busy you know, raising capital and doing a lot sure. of other things, right? And so they're like, hey, no, you just, you guys bring us the deals, you work at, you negotiate all the good stuff. You know, we're we're doing all of this other stuff for us. Plus we have all of our other properties we're yeah. trying to keep an eye on and all that. So they will, they will come to us. Many of those, many of those folks also have licenses and they actually hang their license with us. Yeah. Even yeah. though they have their own license and can do it. But, but we also so. pay a 25% referral fee for residential agents for commercial purchases. So they get money just for giving us a name. We close that transaction. They get paid. They get paid. Yeah. They're out of it. And we help them look good because we do sure. the, do a good job. Yeah. And that goes for business brokerage as well. Yeah. And some th- something that most residential realtors don't understand is the Arizona missions that for re- real estate doesn't cover them mm. for business brokerage. So get and business snagged. brokerage is highly Litig- litigious yeah. Yeah. and that they pay, you know, 250 every two years. We pay 1500 per agent per year. That's a big difference yeah. in ENO, and then we have all the dollars. Two hundred fifty dollars per versus fifteen hundred right. per person per year. So you don't even want to mess with that. But you could get paid right. for just giving a name and getting a referral fee for that. I will say, I mean, to me, my experience has been over the last four or five years is that once you're sort of in. The rest, I don't, I mean, I, I don't know if every city, but like just here in the Nashville community, and then there's those that have sort of like, do we have the connections in other states and maybe they've moved because they built wealth or whatever. But once you're sort of in that, then you sort of know enough people that you know enough people to mm-hmm. find the deal or to find the match or something's going to happen where you're not worried about. And I think what that means for people that are wanting to enter into it for the first time is that now more than ever, I think it's easier once you plug in with the right group Mm -hmm. that now you have access to, you've just opened up Pandora's box. And so that was what was mind blowing for me is like, okay, everyone's so helpful. I mean, which, you know, the Tyler cobbles and all the, I mean, they're so helpful and, you know, you know who to work with, you know, and every now and then there's, unfortunately, I mean, there's somebody that you don't, and and that gets out. I mean, it just does. And, and, but that's what you need, right? You, you, it just, it cuts people's time down from having to vet. They don't have to worry about people want Mm-hmm. speed, yeah. right? They want to be able to have something done yeah. and they want it done quickly and they want it, they want it done, you know, right. And right. I think that's what it boils down to. Yeah. And, and to your point, I mean, that's part of what we, when people come in, we let them know, you know, we have, we have a team of folks for you, right? We know property managers, we know the lenders, we, you know, and, and many times we're giving them maybe a couple of property managers to that interview. we know yeah. that are great, but how you mentioned earlier, I think, Mark, when you said, hey, sometimes it's personality, right? So we'll give them a couple of different property managers. That way they can interview and see, you know, and I tell them, I was like, hey, kind of your, you know, your plan for your property, ask them, say five, what would be your five or seven year plan for my property as a property manager, right? And just see what their answer is, you know, they give you and see if it, you know, kind of matches up, right? right? And so it's a lot of it. It's, hey, they're both great. And we have, yeah. It's alignment. I love that. That's exactly it. You know, and so whether, you know, and it's like lender wise and, you know, whether it's, you know, title attorney wise or, you know, the different aspects that you need for your team, you know, CPAs that do, that work with nothing but investors, right? Mm -hmm. And things like, so we, we have a team for them. And that way that takes a, a lot of that, that fear of, okay, who am I going to have do this? And, you know, do you know this person? I think one of the biggest things for me just to, 
like to take one singular portion of what you said was cost segregation, which a lot of people, it was accelerated depreciation. This is the way that, that people that are business or sorry, uh, real estate owners really are able to mitigate a lot of their taxes uh, by doing a depreciation of the asset on paper and accelerating that. And it's a massive tax write-off. And so pretty much every commercial investor should be doing that. But it's amazing. I've seen hotel years who own a $50 million, you know, hotel. And I've seen their CFO get fired on the spot because their CFO did not know. And there's been millions of dollars left on the table and that they can't go back and recoup because I mean, the longer you're in the property, the the less the depreciation you can take. And, um, you got to front load it. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you and I had this conversation where I think, you know, I, I know what I was mentioning about that uh, there's a gentleman that was selling property in California coming here to buy, but he he's he owns several properties and has for seven or eight years, but this is his first time in, in coming to us. And we went out to look at a property and I was asking him about cost segregation and, you know, I was like, okay, yeah, and you did cost seg on your properties in California. And he just had this look at me like, what? what? Mm. Right. And I was like, I was like, so you've owned properties like seven years and you haven't done cost segregation yeah. at all. And he's like, what is that? Right. And I'm like, I'm oh, like, you need to fire. Goodness. I'm like, you need to fire your CPA, whoever it is right, right now, or, you know, immediately. But thank goodness, you know, you can go back seven years on that. But, but the point is, is what you're making Mark is, is very true is that there are a lot of, I have found a lot of what I would call seasoned multifamily investors mm-hmm. that Who don't know that don't know anything. It's, it's never really heard staggering. Of, you know, um, and it's a real shame. It's <laughs> and it's heartbreaking, and you so, see it happen. You yeah. see the the uh, the money left on the table. But yeah. I think that's why it's just so darn important that I mean, you realize that. You know, there's different levels of attorneys and doctors. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want, I mean, you can go get LASIKs done for a wide range yep. of prices. I mean, it's your eyes. So you may as well probably go to the bed. I'm not saying you got to overpay right. and feel like you're buying a timeshare. And there's those that are out there that just kind of feel that way. But but there's, there's the same way with cost segregation. I mean, there's discount cost segs and you kind of get what you pay for. Right. And then, and what I mean by that is you're not going to get as big of a deduction. Right. It's not as thorough. Uh, you paid a little bit on the front end, but then also on the back end, if there ever was an audit, because it was done quickly or not, you know, they kind mm-hmm. of cut some corners. Now the client's exposed. Yeah. And so you may as well do it the right way. The front time, get with the people that are doing it the right. So right. like Brian Yormack is a guy I met a year ago. He's come in and made a splash in town and uh, I've taken him down to 30A uh, where he's doing lots of cost eggs down there on, on the, mm-hmm. on the panhandle. And I think that's just a great example of like, that's where the conversations have been. Like I'm in the room, I see these yep. happening and it's the same way. Like it's, you know, that's how you guys plug in. You're not dealing with, you know, a discount, you know, cost set guy that's, you know, no. just, Hey, here's 3,500 bucks and do yeah. this or whatever. I mean, well, we're not one and done. So right. there's a really big distinction between a transactional realtor who will go, you know, rape and pillage and do one transaction. And there are those that like for us that are true advisors that want to help you build that life by design. And I love the the concept of the podcast of being all in because we are all in for our clients, their success really and truly. And it's not just about, it's not about us. It's about them and their success. Yeah. Yeah. Because comprehensive is yeah. kind comprehensive. of what is all in in that, yes. in, in that context. In this, can, in this the, the case, in, it's absolutely all that is, yeah. is great because we have and, and, you know, we they ask us a lot of times will ask us, what's the difference? What yeah. differentiates us? Well, I think education, number education one, is number is one. that we provide a lot of education yeah. for our clients. Number two is that we're relational, not transactional. You know, there's so many that just want to do a transaction and make the money and they're gone, right? I mean, we we build long-term relationships with our, our clients. You know, many of our clients are very loyal to us and they have been our clients since 2016. And, you know, it's just because we're, you know, we actually add value to their sure. operations, right, as well. And so it's all about lasting relationships. Well, you mentioned, you know, we mentioned Albert earlier. I mean, he was one of your first clients, you know, and then, you know, last year, 
um, you know, six or seven years later, he comes to t- you have an event, your first mm-hmm. event, uh, which was an amazing event. Uh, yeah, t- you, you know, what was it? It was uh, the Excel event. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh-huh. yep. And so down at the city winery had Rob Luna there, uh, Bradley, Albert Preciado. But when Albert comes and speaks two, two days, 24 hours after he's held up at gunpoint yeah. and he says, I'm not going to miss this. He comes and, and, and just yeah. drops, and drops grateful. bombs, you yeah. know. And that's that's a testament uh, to what you guys. I mean, the relationship, like you said. I mean, exactly. you built relationships. It wasn't yeah. just like, hey, um, you know, here's a guy from a completely different background, completely different side of the country. Yep. You know, he's out in California from Mexico. Here we are in Tennessee, and um, but you've built this relationship with the rapport over mm-hmm. him. It stayed in touch for the years, and he yeah. he appreciated that. It's obvious. Yeah, and and back on was. Back on a point when I was talking about uh, reputational capital, too, he's introduced us to a lot of people. Yeah. The Roblin is in that. And so, you know, that's he's putting his reputation on the line that, you know, hey, I know these guys, these are good people. So I'm going to introduce some of my. We don't take that lightly. Know, and so, mm. you know, so we we very much, you know, appreciate Albert and what he's done because he's introduced us to a lot of people. Yeah. Right. But he's had to he's had to know us and. He wouldn't do that. that He wouldn't. He would not do that. There's there's no one that would put himself out there like you. But let's jump into. So you guys, you know, we talked about comprehensive being all in. You guys, you work together. You're a team. You work (laughs) together. Talk about that. Like, you know, uh, what's that like? What's it like working with your spouse? Well, that's a great question because we get a lot. You know, we really get a lot. And I think the probably the easiest way to answer that and, and that we do well work well together is that my my skills are not necessarily what her skills are and hers are not what mine are right and we're so we're very synergistic so we're very synergistic you know, one plus one equals five yeah and we're much, like that we're much better off and more successful together together than we ever would be separate mm. you know to be honest with you from that standpoint she's great on the operational side um she's great when it comes to um you know i, I would say dealing with high you know high maintenance clients okay uh, and i can she, save deals yeah, um yeah, when so. i'm the the cleanup Talk them off the ledge. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if anything is getting ready to go south, then I'm the one you want to. I'm the I'm the pinch hitter that's going to come in yeah. in the ninth right. inning, right? We were having, talking about baseball right. earlier. Right. And then I, I'm I'm kind of the guy that everybody's like, you know, if you spend any time in the office, yeah, that's not good for us as a company. Yeah. Just because I, you know, I'm Mr. Much Nashville more, show pony. We want him know, out. I'm much more yeah. the extrovert. I'm the one that's you know out. Out yeah. going to events and going to things and making, you know, the relationships and contacts. And yeah, we, Janet, kind of joke, we joke about this because we had a, a lady that works for us that um, used to do uh, work at these big horse, horse farms up in New Jersey, right? High, you know, with high net worth individuals, things like that. But, and so she used to always say, hey, we need to get the show pony out of the office and let him go. Because they're like, every time he goes out, when he comes back, he either He's has, a, bring a deal. He has a new listing, a new deal, a new client, new somebody all the time. And so, right. so you know, we know what our strengths are, you know, and so for me, it's it's being out of the office. If I'm in the office too much, then that's not a good thing, right? I, I need right. to be out and, you know, and amongst the... People, but, if you want to say. I do so. have to tell him office so. hours are over at eight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there's that. So we do have, um, because we're both workaholics. I just have a better set of boundaries for than he does when it comes to that. And it's yeah. it, uh, we both will admit that, that he would work 24-7 and I cannot. I, l- I say, you know, time out. Right. Yeah. Uh, office hours are over. Some of our. Can this wait until yeah. the morning? Some of our agents and clients will. You know, we'll next day we'll email me and go, What are you doing? Send me an email at like one in the morning, or <laughs> you know, and because my mind is just always going, and that's and and many times, you know, she's doing her thing during the day, I'm doing mine as we drive home. I'm like, Okay, so tell me about your day, right? Because we haven't We're, had it really, had not a any interaction during the day. Really We're literally in the next it, right? room so, yeah. from each other, but. Yeah. He's doing his thing and I'm doing mine, and they usually are not even the same, or even remotely the same. So, right. so we kind of catch up, but then she's like, "Brian, office hours are over." <laughs> so I need to decompress. <laughs> and then on, on the weekend, she enjoys, you know, spending time on the weekend doing th- her thing. A lot of times, I'm doing work in the on the weekend. 
I don't tell her until Monday morning when we're driving to work. Hey, this is what occurred. This is what happened. Uh, this is what occurred during the weekend. Yeah. If it's right. an emergency so, member that yeah. pinch hit her, I'm yeah. I'm I'm up. I'm up. But I don't. But yeah. especially on Sundays, I try really hard not to work on Sundays. So what makes it work? And and uh, and also, and the second part of that is besides being madly in love with him. That's, you mean? that's right. Okay, so that's <laughs> number one. I love it. That's number one. So that so for those out there thinking like so, my wife she produces this podcast and she's amazing and wears a lot of hats. Doing a great job. Um, so Morella, shout out to Morella. Uh, but like, what what would you say makes it work in the second part of that? I mean, you have at least one son that works for you. And I just got to think like this picture of his parents working together and what that what that must be doing. I don't know how much you've even thought about that, but like what that must be like for him to see that. Hmm. Uh, it, it's exciting but to have him working with us because we have tried to encourage all of our you know, boys to get into commercial real estate, you know, more so even on the, for the investing side of it. Right. Cause we see what, you know, some of these guys that clients we have, they're like 24, 25 and, you know, they own 200 doors already, mm. you know, at a young age. And so just the wealth that could help there. But so we've tried to get them all involved and our youngest one is the only one that has the bit. The bit we had the two youngest do inter- internships with us. Yeah. But um, last night was actually one of those par- parenting moments where I was like, yes, because we, yes, well, it was not last night, yesterday afternoon. So um, Brian is the education coordinator for multifamily for the Real Estate Investors of Nashville Club, which is one of the largest investment clubs in the South. And he, um, we, he had a speaker that was talking about 1031 exchanges and deferred sales trusts. And he was going in to the difference of the two. And our son was sitting there in the audience, just taking notes and absorbing. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, That's if true. I had known at my at his age yeah. and to be able to sit at the feet of the and learn this kind of stuff at that young age, how different sure. my life would have been. And so yeah. it's it's really but, cool. Yeah, and I think it has, you know, he's only been with us, what, since about March, May of this year? May, yeah. You know, well, of last he's year. He's come Sorry. a long way. He's come a long way, but I think also in his mind now, it's kind of clicking. Starting connecting. Connecting that, hey, maybe one of these days my parents may want to retire and move on, and maybe I can kind of take over the business, right? So, right. so to your podcast name, All In, I think he's very much all in because like he's looking at it from, you know, a long, long-term game as well. Not only the best investment side, but also, hey, I may be able to run this business at a, yeah. at a time. But, but he's but wanting yeah, to but, definitely add his own stamp yeah. and add his own flavor. Yeah. So that's fun too, because he's like, I think I want to kind of emphasize this. But if we do this whole thing, so it's just been fun to to watch that happen. Yeah. So. But I think we can bounce a lot of things off of each other when you're talking about how we work together too. Is um, you know different deals that we're doing and saying, hey, here's here's what we're running into. Here's a challenge, and you know we can. You know, so I think it's a little different when you're talking to maybe your spouse than it is maybe a, right. another agent per se. Um, you know, where you know you can you know get into a lot of whether you know somebody's just getting very emotional about this or that or you know, hey, th- maybe maybe you're reading a little bit too much into this and mm-hmm. and have you tried this? You know, and so I think there's a little more of that um, being a kind of a husband and wife team then but I don't what is I don't think it should be agent and agent I can't I don't think I can overstate this in in any way but not everybody could be married to me um (laughs) and I'm being just flat out honest that that I can relate to that for myself really truly the miracle is that we found each other I found Mm. the one person on the planet who can put up with my shiitake and be my biggest um, supporter and fan, but also call me out on my my yeah. BS. And he, because I, as a as a, you know, what would be defined as an alpha female, I Type not a. not not everybody can tolerate me, and I get it. And for the miracle of God, truly, is that I mm. found the one person on the planet who has, is. Letting me be reach my full potential, 
and we're both going along for the ride and and that's a really unusual combination yeah and it so i feel like that well she she always knows i have her back you know all the time no matter what she jokes about that she's she's like broccoli she's an acquired taste (laughs) it is true you know from that where they're like everybody likes you but it's you know you know but i'm good for you but you may not know it (laughs) that that but you know i think uh, i think she doesn't give herself enough credit in that that aspect of it but but you know we we just we each have our strengths we know what they are and i think mutual respect of each other's skills yeah is because they're not mine aren't hers and hers aren't mine that's that's just the i think that's the biggest the biggest key that has allowed us to work together. Now, if you would ask this question 15 years ago, Mark, it would have been because no. right? murder but is just... illegal. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I, I think over time, you know, we've we've we, you know, we've grown learned. and learned and yeah. mellowed into it. I guess stuff, so, whatever yeah. you want to say. Yeah. 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 Well, so we're running out of time, but I do want to hear what's coming up for you guys. Talk, tell me something, tell the audience something that's coming up, whether it be this year or maybe in five years, you know, do you want to share as we, as we close out? Well, we have been, um, we've already been doing our learning series for the last two years. And so we're going to be amalgamating that into a book. So we'll be writing a book that will be on investment, commercial real estate. Awesome. And then we, um, are also, in the process of, I've already started getting ready for that um, commercial property management company, mm-hmm. um, that that module, if you will, of our business, yeah. and then our um, we've all already started um, getting ready to do our online learning system where for you can go in and learn about two different things. One is commercial real estate, how to to invest in commercial real estate. And the other one is going to be for um, people who are in small markets who want to learn the basic basics of commercial real estate. Okay. And they, if, they're, if they're from a realtor standpoint. So lots of big plans. Big plans, big plans. Mm-hmm. And if people want to work with you, yeah. how, how would they do that? What's the best way out there? People want to work with you guys. What's the best way to reach you? What's the best way to connect with you and work with you? Sure. Well, our website is A-C-C-E-L-C-R-E.com. So think of Accelerate Commercial Real Estate, mm-hmm. and that is com. And then Brian.Truman at SVN.com or Jana.Truman at SVN.com. T-R-U-M-A-N. Got yeah. it. Got it. Yeah, like Uncle Harry. Awesome. The that's right. That's right. I didn't think about that. That's the right. Truman it Show. Yeah. <laughs> You're related anywhere down the line? No. Actually, uh, yeah, been back far enough. Yeah. If you go back the the far brothers enough. came o- yeah. over together on the How about that? on from, the boat essentially. We'll have to hear that next time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Guys, thanks for joining in. Um, really appreciate as always and reach out to these folks. They're good people right here in Nashville. If you want to get involved in in commercial real estate, multifamily, uh, you've got a business you're thinking about buying, thinking about exiting a business. We talked about that. You want to reach out to Brian and Janice. So we'll see you next time.